What is up, Jaguars Wire Nation? Uh, my <laughs> name is Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino, your host. Um, we are here. I'm joined here by James Johnson, aka Sports Grind underscore Don, to talk about all the free agent madness that's been going on. Jay, how you doing today, buddy? Good, man. Can't complain, man. Been itching to talk some free agency. Been kind of busy, though, writing and um and, and working with my other job. So th- this is going to be fun, to say the least. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. No shortage of topics to discuss here uh, today. I hope you guys are enjoying your, your Thursday, watching a little March Madness. It's definitely been a little bit crazy. I've been watching that all day, so that's been pretty fun on, on my off day but uh, before we get into it guys uh, of course this is the jags den podcast follow us there on twitter also the jaguars wire on twitter as well for all the up-to-date jacksonville jaguar news um also you can check out this podcast on itunes stitcher tune in and of course usa today has our podcast on their audio boom network so big shout out to them so we're gonna get right into it guys um we we made we've made some additions, but we also have uh, lost a few, um, and that's where we'll start with some of the notable players that we lost to free agency. Um, number one, starting with the most noteworthy, um, wide receiver Allen Robinson, signed with the Chicago Bears, three years, were a three-year deal worth about forty-two million dollars. Um, a lot of people were, I think. You, Jay, you and I were kind of coming to terms with that. This was going to come to th- this is the outcome that we were going to get as we got closer and closer to the deadline. And we got the news right around about three in the morning, you know, right after that, quote unquote, legal tampering period ended, which is the weirdest thing ever for the NFL. <laughs> legal tampering. <laughs> right. Legal tampering is not really a thing. Um, but Helen Robinson was the, you know, the main um, uh, the main loss there. Aaron Colvin signed with Houston a four year $34 million deal with $18 million guaranteed. Um, it, it seems kind of poetic justice for Houston. We took A.J. Boye, and they take Aaron Colvin the very next year. Um, I was pretty upset about that personally. Um, a couple other guys, just really quick in mentoring. Patrick Omame signed with the Giants. Um, Michael Rivera, um, Aurelius Ben, um, a couple other players as well. Paul Puzlesny, which we'll get into a little bit um, later, uh, announced his retirement. And long snapper Matt Overton, um, also as well, uh, is uh, is out now. But shout out to him for actually sitting with us uh, um, on an uh, on an article for the Jaguars Wire. Super nice guy. We we wish him the absolute best. And uh, Jay, I know you want to touch on that a little bit here. But of course, out of uh, out of all these players that that were uh, that that are out the door, um, who who do you think will have the biggest impact? And what what are your takeaways thus far? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Allen Robinson, of course stands out and like you said me and you had came to grips with the situation i even did the the you know the um solo podcast on that situation alone uh before the tampering period began and why i felt that he was out the door when we started seeing the signs and whatnot and um i wish him all the best i know it's a lot of people out there that that's upset about it and and have taken it personal but at the end of the day you know, you can't be mad that he went to take, you know, the the money and and the place that that helps him to financially take care of his family. Now, as to if if it's the best situation to go to, you know, with the Bears and, and a young quarterback and Mitch Trubisky, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I kind of question that. But, you know, then again, it, there was a time where Blake Bortles was young and making 
mistakes and still is kind of. So, you know, it, it might not be that much of a drop off in play. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see and monitor that situation. Uh, what will be interesting about that deal is how much he got in the first year, which still hasn't been revealed to my knowledge unless I'm um, unless I missed it. Uh, ultimately, time will tell. But I think that is why the Jacksonville Jaguars couldn't come to to terms with him is that that amount that he would get in the first year or that amount that he would get in a one year deal. And I don't think they felt comfortable with paying him over 10 to 12 to whatever figure million dollars in, in one year. So especially coming off of ACL surgery. Um, and of course, Aaron Colvin, we've talked about that before. It'll, it'll hurt. Um, it's not as easy to find nickelbacks as some people make it seem. Uh, but uh, as we'll talk about later, um, DJ Hayden could be that guy based off how they paid him. And, uh, you know, I would have wished, uh, I wish Aaron Coven the best, just wish he didn't go to the Texans of all people. He but yeah, yeah, man, like, I mean, I guess he could have went to worse. He could have went to the Titans, you know, so <laughs> there he is yeah, worse out there. He's smarter than Jonathan Cyprian, so. <laughs> yeah, Shots fired. definitely. Shots fired, Sip Squad. Sorry, man, I love you, but. You know, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah. Um, Other than that, uh, shout out to Josh and his crew for getting Patrick on my uh, They're getting, a, I, I would say, a decent guard, Um, a guy that, you know, at times I think he was getting stonewalled at times. But, um, you know, they, they needed somebody on that line. And, and, you know, at times it was looking like Eli was just when they were losing all their pieces, like when they lost out on Norwell and lost uh, Western Richburg and, and uh, might lose out on Justin Pugh. It was looking like Eli Manning might be behind a makeshift line. So um, we'll, we'll see how Patrick does there. And the most important one of them all. Uh, the Titans have been interested and Dolphins and Chad Henney. And if you would, <laughs> with, with one of you two teams, do us the Please. justice and take yeah. him off our hands. <laughs> you know because what? Like, Dave Caldwell will find some reason to justify signing him. Please. Yes. yes. Just take him. And we look, look, me and Phil, we were Dave Caldwell fans. And we've said Dave has done a good job. But when it comes to. Uh, holding on to Blake Bortles too long and not knowing when to pull the trigger on him and, and just giving him all of the chances in the world. And when it comes to finding some adequate competition for for uh, Blake Bortles, you know, I question Dave there. That's his biggest flaw, in my opinion. Uh, but that's another story for another time. Titans, please, if you would, take that pill for us, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that would be... The win of the offseason, I think, if somebody took Chad Henney off of our hands, I'd be right. pretty excited about that. But, yeah, just to kind of touch on what you were saying, Jay, uh, Allen Robinson, it, I'm, I'm kind of one of those fans. I, I, I want to be very – I want to be happy for him because I get it. Like, you got to bet on yourself. Like, Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins bet on himself year after year, and look at him now. Allen Robinson, same thing. He's coming off of this injury. He had that amazing 2015 then he had a little bit of a down year, and then he was he was all set up for this big year, and then unfortunately mm-hmm. he didn't get the chance. But he went to Chicago, and that, that's that's the thing that kind of baffles me. If he had gone to Green Bay, um, San Francisco, something like that, right? Uh, Baltimore, I would have maybe understood a little bit more. But to go play with you know Mitchell Trubisky, and I don't, I'm, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky showed some flashes last year, but I'm I don't. I think you and I were on the same page last year around this time draft season, but you and I weren't really big fans of him, if I remember correctly. I'm still not. Um, that's That just really confused me. If you didn't want to play with Blake, all right, but why would you go 
play with who, who might be Blake 2.0. I don't know. It just didn't right. make any sense to me. Um, Aaron Colvin, I was way more upset about, uh, especially with him going to Houston. Um, but great player, even though he, you know, he is a sooner. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just a, I was just a huge fan of his. And I really think I told a couple of my friends down here in Texas and they're, they're, they're getting a baller, man. I think that guy's going to be a star. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really, really happy for him. So, mm-hmm. and as far as uh, as far as we didn't really touch on too much, but Puzlesny, man, he was a he was an absolute liability in in my, a lot of situations. <laughs> but as far as a human being and a professional, and how you want someone to carry themselves in the league, it's Paul Puzlesny, man. That guy um, just absolutely just exudes class, and super happy for him and. He got to play in two playoff, or well, three playoff games actually, and um, man, how awesome is that? So super happy for him, and, and thank him so much for for what he did for for us all those years. So absolutely, um, I think he's got a. I think if he wanted to, he can he definitely get into. He he would have a lot to offer um, incoming players. So we'll see what what's up next for mm-hmm. uh, what's up up next for for Paul. So um, but yeah, that's a little bit as far as some of the players that. That uh, were were on their way out. Uh, however, there's there hasn't been any lack of additions. Um, there've been quite a few, well, quite a bit of movement um, as far as who we were able. The, the big catch, uh, Andrew Norwell, who was made the highest paid guard in the league, a five year deal worth sixty six point five million dollars, thirty million guaranteed. Came over from Carolina and just an absolute mauler, man. We're we're super excited to have him line up there next to Linder and just pave the way for. Uh, for Fournette and and TJ Yeldon, man, I, I cannot wait. Very excited about him. Uh, we also brought in defensive backs Don Carey, uh, a name a lot of Jaguar faithful will, will remember. DJ Hayden, as Jay mentioned, probably going to be that nickel guy that will replace Aaron Colvin. And also free safety Cody Davis um, as well was brought in. Um, we just uh, also, um, for, I guess we're just loading up on tight end, Niles Paul. <laughs> I uh, was recently right. signed. I believe we just signed Austin Safari and Jenkins. I believe that was confirmed earlier in the day. And also, we're still bringing in former Seahawks tight end Luke Wilson for a visit. So the the Jaguars are going to go with the seldom used six tight end set uh, <laughs> up next year. Um, so the diamond be, formation. Yeah, they're going to be pretty. That'll be pretty interesting to see. Um, of course, with Allen Robinson leaving, uh, they were able to retain Marquise Lee. Four years, $38 million uh, with $18 million in guarantees, um, which makes a lot of sense. If you're going to lose A-Rob, you might as well keep Marquise Lee. And then adding speedster Dante Moncrief, a uh, one-year deal with a seven, $7 million, but can get up can, that deal can get up to 9.6 with incentives. Another guy, uh, when I when I first heard about the signing jam, I'll be completely honest with you, I was a little confused. Um, and then I looked at their, their numbers as far as um, not only statistics, but as far as just, you know, build. And they're very similar. Um, Dante Moncrief actually ran a little bit faster at the combine. So he's definitely got a little bit more, a little bit more, um, you know, just track speed. Now, football speed, we'll see. Um, he's he's played a lot more games, of course, than Allen Robinson. Um, but if he, he wasn't really able to thrive with Andrew Luck, I'm just interested to see what he's going to do with, with Blake Bortles or whoever that quarterback may be, you know, wink, wink, hint, hint uh, <laughs> in the, in the future. So right. um, as far as those, uh, those additions, Jay, like I said, there's plenty of, plenty of stuff to talk about, plenty of additions. And there's still, I don't know where they're getting this money from, uh, but <laughs> they, they keep adding guys. Uh, who are you, uh, who are you uh, most excited about? Yeah, of course the, the first name, uh, 
you named uh, Norwell, of course. I mean, and everybody's pretty much seen my thoughts on him, and I've talked to you and others about it. But I'm so excited about that addition. Um, he got an 88.8 on um, Pro Football Focus, which um, I think that was good for like the best, the third best guard grade. So you know, he was knocking on that elite tier. I think on on film he is an elite player in my opinion. And just putting him next to Brandon Linder, I don't think people understand how much that's going to help putting them two side by side. And if we somehow by some miracle or whatever um, take Will Hernandez. Uh, the guard from UTEP, it's going to be over. Comparing uh, pairing those three as a trio together in the mir- in the middle, I can see Leonard Fournette running for, for days, 2,000 2, yards or something just off the wall, some kind of Madden figures or some, some kind of AP figures. But yeah. um, if he can stay healthy, that is. Um, and I was, I was joking about the, the figures. But he, he can have a very successful career, Leonard Fournette, I'm saying here, uh, if, if they pair those three together. But Norwell is, is a guy that, from what I hear, class act. A good locker room guy, another offensive leader, which the Jags need. They have a lot of defensive leaders, need some more offensive leaders. And, um, you know, Brandon Linder kind of did a good job of, of leading an offensive line. Now he has somebody to help him out with that. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people, uh, well, not necessarily Jags fans, but like, you know, the media was complaining about the deal or critiquing the deal, should I say, which I mean, like I said, a guaranteed $30 million. But to me, that that's not a bad price to pay for Norwell and what they're getting and what the Jaguars want to do, which is run the ball. And you look at Tom Coughlin historically, he always wants those phone booth type of players in the trenches. And that is exactly what Norwell is. And uh, just just to keep on him. Additionally, this is a guy that helps Blake Bortles from a pass protection perspective as well. So, I mean, you, you get you're getting the whole package here with him. And and I absolutely can't complain, even though, you know, the figures are high. I still give that an A plus, in my opinion. So um, on the other guys that you mentioned, Don Carey, glad to see him back. Um, As I told you before the podcast, I used to think he was the future uh, safety of this team back in the Gene Smith days. But uh. Don't don't even remind me of the Gene Smith days now that I, I think about Ooh. it. <laughs> right, right. Dude, like what's crazy about Gene Smith is ever since he left the Jags, nobody's heard of him. You notice that? Yeah, it's probably like living in the woods somewhere like <laughs> Bruce Banner trying not to turn into the Hulk because he's. Right. Really, I'm not even going to. Never mind. But dude, I'm just saying like <laughs> he just disappeared off the face of the earth. Didn't get a college executive job or anything. He just haven't heard of him I, I yeah probably because his, i don't know i don't know who his alma mater is but they were probably like nah we're good <laughs> right no, it's okay they probably didn't you, didn't you draft blaine gabbert before jj Watt? wasn't that you okay. exactly yeah, no, we're, we're uh we're good <laughs> oh man yeah we can't get started on didn't him. you draft matt jones <laughs> weren't you the guy that was really high on von miller but still didn't get him and, and look at him now you know like I, I don't I didn't get his picks, but that's a, that's for another time. So uh, anyway, um, on Marquise Lee, um, that that's a deal that personally now I will say that if we let a Rob go, I was along the lines that we should let Lee go, too. But I understand it because you you almost can't let both of them go. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, they're not paying them too ridiculously. It's 18 million guaranteed when you split that up within two years or so. 
Uh, you know, it's what nine million, something like that. So that that's not that bad of a price to pay. And the Jags had to do something; had to bring somebody back that has familiar familiarity with Blake Bortles back. And that's exactly what they did. And you can't fault them for that. Um, Moncrief very excited for, as I told you, uh, when we were playing Fortnite the other night. Uh, this is a guy that um. Like you said, very, very similar stature to a Rob, a guy that I think they think could be a good wide receiver and um, a guy that, you know, could shock some people. And it wouldn't surprise me if he reached the maximum value of that contract, which is nine point six million and, and just uh, blew everybody's socks away. And the Jags have to sign him again, being that it's a, a one year deal. So, uh, yeah, those are the guys that stood out. Um, can't wait to see what Hayden does in the nickel. I'm real curious about him. Former first round pick from the Oakland Raiders. Didn't really pan out there. Uh, played with the uh, Detroit Lions last year. Uh, I think he got like along the lines of a 50 something on pro football focus. So I'm curious about that deal and what they gave him in terms of money because they could have got like Honey Badger uh, instead. Man. But yeah, could you imagine, could you ever imagine that guy with this team? Like uh, talk about and same thing with like. I just I just kind of thought about like um, even though I never really wanted him here, but like a guy like Richard Sherman or Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. just mixing with this group already. I, it, it it was just yeah you know, I just got kind of excited, but it, it and unfortunately it, unfortunately it was not meant to be. Yeah, man. Can you could you imagine the press conferences we would see? Even though Matthew is a a pretty chill guy. But I mean, I guess I should say, could you imagine like the on air clips we would get with him on the field with Ramsey and Gibson and all of those guys? It would just be endless television uh, fun there. And, and, you know, probably plenty of primetime games would result from just that secondary alone if they got um, yep. Matthew. But I mean, it is if, what it is. If Jacksonville, if, if we don't get at least, I would say at least three primetime games this year i'll be pretty upset i think we i think we get at least of course we get philly in london um right. if i had to guess i haven't seen the rest of the cowboy schedule but i feel like they would schedule jacksonville on thanksgiving um that would, would be a be pretty awesome. big which would be late in the year um i think that would be a really big money game um and then uh pittsburgh we got new england we have pittsburgh again we got new england i mean there's so many right. games on there that would be just perfect for prime time. So, I mean, let me ask you this, Jay. I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Looking at the looking at the landscape now, not maybe not even necessarily in in our in our conference in our division. A lot of teams got a lot of better. Like, look at what the Rams did. Look what the Eagles keep doing. Like, oh my God, right. Uh, and then, of course, the Vikings. Um, now, of course, it's looking ahead, but with the moves that Jacksonville made, like, are we? Where where would you put them? Do you think they're they're just comfortable kind of staying packed and not going for a big home run hit? I mean, of course, Norwell, it's not a sexy pick, but you and I are very excited about it. And I think a lot of purists are excited about it. Um, but do you think that they're doing enough to kind of or do you think we'll, we'll have a better idea after the draft of, you know, how this team is going to be shaped going into next year? Because it's 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 one thing to have that one great year, but we have to prove that they're not a flash in the pan team. Right. I mean, I think they did what they could considering the free agency landscape from from the beginning i'll say this i don't think the free agency class was strong um but when you look at what they were able to do with a weak class i think you got to give some some kind of props to the front office uh with the especially like with the the steals like the Moncriefs of the world you know and and pulling off norwell you know like 
a lot of people don't realize, yeah, the Jags lost Allen Robinson, but the Jags weren't content. You know, what what they did is they took that money they could have paid Allen Robinson and put some good use to it. So when you look at what they were able to do with the landscape, I'm I'm impressed overall with it. Um, That being said, like, I don't think there was a lot for the Jags to really gain from the free agency class, if that makes sense. I don't think they could re- really get that much more better because the class to me was kind of weak. And yep. uh, I mean, that being said, they made the most of what <clears throat> was there. And, you know, I could see. I don't know, like, I don't know if they're going to match their win total from last year. I'm, I'm still a little concerned because of we talk about this all the time, Blake Bortles. And, um, you, you know, what they could have done there. I, I personally wish that. Well, I mean, I understand it again. Like me and you said, we didn't want them to spend that kind of money with Kirk Cousins. But I personally wish they would have maybe got a Bridgewater or somebody. Yeah, to push him, I was you know waiting so bad. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for Bridgewater. But I think that kind of ties in, too. If, if they had brought in Bridgewater, that's another that's again. Caldwell saying, "Hey, this is maybe the guy I should have taken," and I think right. that was part of it. I think that that's part of admitting mm-hmm. that maybe I didn't pick the right guy. So I don't, I don't right. even, I don't even believe that he was on his radar to be honest, because that would have been part of the ego, as far as him admitting, "Hey, I probably picked the wrong quarterback." So what right. could you imagine if Teddy Bridgewater came in here, lit it up, and just out outclassed Blake Bortles in preseason and training camp, which is and, possible, <laughs> which is very possible. Right. And I wish him all the best with the with the Jets. I mean, just talk about that. Like, I mean, he he wasn't incredibly flashy, but talk about a guy who just really deserves, you know, every, everything that he's getting to. Him. I hope he's really successful in, in New York, a team that really overachieved last year, six mm-hmm. and ten. For the people were talking about the Jets going zero and sixteen, they beat us, you know, <laughs> and they they didn't they weren't that bad. So right. I'm excited to see Teddy. I, I hope he's I hope he's successful. I hope that knee is right, and I, I hope he's. Um, I hope everything you know the best for him going forward. But yeah. I think really, really that question when I really thought about it too is also look at the last two years. I mean Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell, Tashawn Gibson, uh, those guys, Barry Church. I mean bringing those guys, AJ Boye. Like talk talk about just you know hitting hitting gold with your free agency pickups in the last couple of years. So I I'm very confident in this class. Like you said, right. there wasn't really. They did what they could, and and spending that money on where they where they knew they needed it, especially but based on the team they want to be. And Moncrief, I was like I said, I was a little con- concerned about that, but he's it's a guy you're not paying him a lot of money, and he's a guy that can surprise you. You know, he's he's um, this this wide receiver, uh, the wide receiver group I think has a lot of potential. I'm very excited about Keelan Cole. I'm excited about D.D. Westbrook, and, and we'll, we'll see where, where it goes from there. So yeah. On the Moncrief thing, and, and a lot of people look at his statistics and they say, you know, they, they aren't eye-popping or whatever. But when you really look at Moncrief's career— and Colts the, also suck. Yeah, exactly. The Colts <laughs> as a whole. Okay, I've said this plenty of times on Twitter. Um, Ryan Grigson, their GM before, the guy they got now— destroyed a team and he was horrible at drafting and he he was especially bad at building a offensive line for Andrew Luck so I don't really think Andrew Luck had the adequate time to throw to Moncrief like he wanted to if that makes sense I mean yeah they got some hits um they got uh Ryan Kelly the center from Alabama last year or year before last but in totality you look at that line and, and Anthony Costanzo is a good tackle 
or a decent tackle, should I say. But when you look at that line in, in totality, they're one of the worst in the league besides those two. And, you know, I just have a hard time. I mean, look at the situation Luck is in now, you know, still rehabbing, still people still questioning when he's going to come back and how is his his uh, shoulder or whatever doing. You know, that a lot of that was due to Ryan Grigson drafting horribly <coughs> and not putting the right line around him. And I think that affected Moncrief, too. And I think, you know, he could be a steal when it's all said and done. Think about being a Colts fan and thinking that you may have just you may have wasted a generational player. You know, like Andrew Luck was that guy. Like he could have been he could have been that guy. And I I I feel like they probably should have kept Peyton for a little bit longer. But Mm -hmm. I mean Andrew Luck, he was he was on he was on the verge. I mean he went to he went to what? He he advanced like Every round, you know, the next round of the playoffs every single year. Right. And then now look at him. Look at him now. And I just I don't feel bad for the Colts, you know, but (laughs) right. Right. But man, just imagine having that guy and he's probably never going to live up to the potential that you want there just because, you know, because of the front office. So. Right. But we'll yeah, see what they knew GM seen. can do. Um, Arden spoke highly of him. Um, his name is escaping me, though. But um, I think I mean, you look at what Griggs and did. I think anything is going to be better than what <laughs> you know, what Griggs and did other than uh, Luck and T.Y. Hilton. And um, like I say, maybe like I think Costanzo and Ryan Kelly, he didn't really hit on the draft that much. But we'll see. Yeah. So. Well, hey, man, we just wanted to um, wanted to touch the base on the uh Everything that had been going on this week, so you know, we just wanted to to take care of that really quick. Uh, Jay, tell them what we got uh, coming up on the horizon, and then we're going to close it out for the week. We're hoping to get some, hoping to, we're, we're working on getting some guests. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember that the last time we were all together, we were talking about getting uh, Blake Bortles facts on the show, and it <laughs> yeah, looks like that's going to happen. Yeah, so yeah. That, he reached back out to us, so we... that's hopefully going to happen soon. Um, we're also hoping to get a few special guests um that uh i'm working on uh, out here so hopefully news uh, on the horizon out there um but yeah jay what's uh what we got uh what we got cooking and uh what's coming up and then we'll close it out yeah um first i want to start by saying definitely check out alex sinatra's uh article on matt uh matt overton that we mentioned earlier uh, the long snapper formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, she did a great job linking that up and and getting the interview going. And he was a super a, cool, super cool of her to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She didn't have to do it, but she reached out to me. She was like, hey, you know, I know Matt Overton or I, I've had contact with him. Do you want me to do a, a article on it? And um, you guys should feel free to check that out. And also, um, I linked her Instagram account to the actual uh, to the the article so feel free to check that out and check her out and i'm super thankful of her to do that so um other than that i got some free agency stuff of course to cover um i think we're done with a a bulk of the the core signings the meaningful signings but of course we'll report the other ones on the jaguars wire as they happen um so more so i'm going to be looking towards the draft now and um you know all of the things that the jags addressed with free agency now it's time to look in advance to the draft and, and and sort out the needs and whatnot, which, you know, it's going for me, I think it's going to be a lot of quarterback talk. So be on the lookout for that. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Feel free to follow me at sports grind underscore done on Twitter and uh, check out all of the tweets and whatnot that I will have up. Going to do some cuts on the draft as well. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. 
Yeah, man. So once again, I'm Phil Smith, a.k.a. Uh, Phil the Filipino, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O. I um, went on a little bit of a, a comedy run last month, and I'm exhausted, so I took a little bit of a break, but I'll be back at it at it soon. I'll keep you guys up to date on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. As always, make sure you you guys can subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom. Um, Jay and I will be at the NFL Draft next month here in Dallas, so hopefully we'll have a lot of awesome awesome content for you guys here for the site. We're super excited uh, to bring that to you. Um, but until next time, guys, everybody be safe. Um, Titans, go ahead and go and just uh, pull the trigger on Chad Henney. Go ahead and bring him in. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next time. Go Jags.